You're going to need to lean in a little bit to this mic. Talk. A little bit or a lot of it. We'll see. This is the Bungada Podcast. We're doing our first podcast interview face-to-face. Post-COVID. Post-COVID. Is it post-COVID? Not really. It's <laughs> no. Still it's still COVID. It should be post-COVID, but it's not. Yeah, it's a different That's a different topic for it. But I have thrice facts, so we're good. You're thri- you got the booster? I did. Your Pfizer gang? Pfizer gang. Gang yeah. gang. Gang gang. The new yeet yeet, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a booster shot is... Uh, Wow, okay. Yeet, 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 yeet <laughs> is the new code word for getting a Pfizer booster shot. Okay, so this is our first podcast post-COVID. My name is Ram Mahangam. I'm from the Bunga Podcast. Pleasure to make everyone's acquaintances for all the virtual listeners out there. I'm with... Karina Maharaja. And Karina is a... Physical therapist. And... The purpose of this episode is to help you guys prevent and manage dance injuries and pains and aches that I know come with dancing bhangra. Okay. Before to give any sort of advice, because in this age of misinformation, it is a little bit difficult to <laughs> take advice from doctors. What's your education and current occupation? So physical therapy involves a doctorate degree, but before you do that, you need either a degree in health sciences, biology, or um, exercise sciences. I have a background in health sciences and biology, and then I went right into grad school for my doctorate, and that involves a year and a half of didactic work, and then you do about eight months to a year of clinical work to get your degree. What's didactic work? Like the in class, that's, writing, reading. So wait, that's like called tests. that's called didactic work. If I'm in a classroom setting, I could constantly. I just say I'm yeah. a didact. I've never taught you anything. That is so great. You sound like a dinosaur. Didact. Oh my god. Okay, so you dance. <laughs> you dance. You danced bunga before. What was your dancing and overall experience like on your body? As I started as a sophomore in high school. Wait, I know that? Under your tutelage. Oh, there it is. <laughs> undidactic work. <laughs> was under your tutelage since about freshman or sophomore year in high school. And I continued until maybe about junior year in college. So starting out young, like your body's really resilient. If you're starting in high school, you're probably playing right. other sports. Right, right, right. All of that. And then I got old and I went to college. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I got old and I went to college and then I started realizing I wasn't doing two hours of conditioning at my normal high school sports and I probably could have used some outside work at the gym while doing dance because while dance is a workout, there's so many other parts of our body that we're not working out while we're dancing that are important to our posture and our endurance and all of that good stuff that comes with competitive dancing. What are what are parts of the bodies that we don't really think about that are just as important for dancing? So like all of your joint strength and health, a ton of that health can come from running and walking. And I feel like 
in college outside of walking to class, like we're not really concerned about that or running to the bar or walking in our heels. Those things are not <laughs> helping you ladies. So no, really your hip joints, your core and your back, those are so important, especially your core. That's going to help give you good posture. It's going to help prevent back pain. 90% of low back pain is because of weak abs. And that's just a fact. If you're having low back pain, you need to go work your core. Right. And then go see a therapist after that. Right. Try doing some yoga, which everybody should be doing, by the way. Doing yoga? Yes. Isn't yoga more of a mental exercise than just a physical exercise? I feel like that's the meditation part of yoga. Got it. But the physical part of yoga, that helps your flexibility. It helps your core strength. It helps your stability. All of those things are going to help you dance better when it comes to competition day. When you... We're dancing, or yes. even people, when you're watching people dance, what are some of the more typical injuries that you would see? Yeah, so um, the very first dance injury I ever saw was someone tear their ACL. <laughs> Shouldn't laugh. And uh, no. It was around that time. It's a very dear friend of ours, right. and she, we didn't know what happened at first, but after I went to PD school, I realized what the mechanism of her injury was, and it's that when girls land jumps, or when girls hop or anything like that, our feet land more inward, pigeon-toed, than outward, and that's... This is, this is in comparison to guys. Yeah, in comparison to guys, okay. and that has to do with the way our hips are angled, and... So at that point, the reason she probably tore her ACL is because she landed the jump too pigeon-toed. Okay. Women's hips are technically more wide set. That happens at a later age. So right. our angles change as we age. Other injuries, I see shin splints all the time. That's just a lack of stretching. Probably that has to do with the dance floor that you're working on. And shin splints are always just an overuse injury. So the only way to make them better is to rest them. Rest, relax, ice, all of those good things. And compression does help if it's coming down to it and you really need to be working on it and not resting, but ultimately stretching and rest for shin splints. And then just your regular sprained mu muscles or if you're overexhausted, you twist an ankle. If you do something really bad, you land a jump and you break a femur and that can happen. What are preventative measures that you've seen be successful and stopping some of these injuries or preventing some of these injuries. So my biggest, um, my biggest, I would say, advice for preventative measures is stretching. I think that is way too looked past. You should be stretching. If you're doing a two-hour dance practice, you better be spending a half hour stretching before and another half hour after. You should be giving about half the time of every hour that you're doing this hard endurance work. And I know most of you aren't dancing on good floors. You really need to focus on stretching your legs, your glutes, your thighs. All of that is going to contribute to your muscles getting tighter and then creating more of an injury. Mm -hmm. And another thing that comes with stretching is that the next day there's this phenomenon called DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. So that's this buildup of lactic acid that's happening. And then the next day that makes you really sore. If you work through that and do a really hard practice and then the next day do something low key like yoga or just stretch that day for 20 minutes, you're going to feel way less sore the third day after working out or having a really hard dance practice than you normally would. Got it. Yeah. So you got to stay active, but keep it within what your body can actually handle. Is there any, are there any kind of instruments or like 
bandages or taping? I, I see a lot of people taping stuff up. Does it actually work? Yeah. So I think some people do it because one, it looks cool. Two, I think some people <laughs> do it because <laughs> I don't. I never thought I would see the day where someone tapes themselves to look like a mummy. And it's like, yeah, yeah, people do that. I want to wrap my ankle because LeBron James wrapped his ankle. So it's not a real thing all the time <laughs> if you don't have someone doing it the right, right way. Right. So use your resources. Go to YouTube. There are so many videos for the proper way to use medical tape to tape an ankle. You can buy kinesio tape from Amazon, put on a PT video of a continuing ed class, kinesio taping such and such issue or pain, and it'll show you exactly how to do it, exactly where to put the tension, because at the end of the day, using those taping or brace methods, it's about where you're putting the tension so that you can put support on the limb. So Got use it. your resources like YouTube too. Um, what are things to do you know, you talked a little bit about this. What are things to do before and after practice? And then not just immediately after, but injury prevention when you're doing huge sport like this. Do you want to read the first thing that I wrote right here? Uh, the first thing you wrote on the notes that we have For is stretch five. or die. Stretch or die. Okay. Again, please stretch. That is where everybody goes wrong. And I think that if you, if you introduce weekly yoga to your routine as a dancer, you will be a much better dancer and you will be a much calmer person. Oh, wow. <laughs> you look directly at me when you said that. I think it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> what are some telltale signs, though, that you're needing PT? Yeah. This? So I think a lot of people know the general thing when you get an injury is rice, rest, ice, compression, elevate. It's also delicious for food. It's also very delicious, especially in the Indian culture. Yeah, a lot of sugar, though. Yeah, lots of sugar, unless we get the brown rice. Brown rice. Brown rice. That's brown weird. rice for the brown people. Yep. Okay. Next, what did I say? Rice. Oh, yes. okay. So yes, <laughs> if you're doing that and you're not seeing any improvement in your injury, I would say, especially if it's something you feel like you can't walk on or you can't move it in any of the directions that you feel like you should be able to, there's probably a fracture there. Go to your doctor, go to an urgent care, get some x-rays. And if they tell you there's nothing there, PT, you can, around so many states, the direct access license has become so big. You don't even need a referral from doctors anymore. You can walk into a direct access outpatient PT um, clinic and they can evaluate you with your scans and come up with the best plan for you to recover from whatever strain or ache or pain that you have that doesn't need to be braced or anything more serious than that. Also, tendonitis and shin splints, but all of those they are chronic, they are chronic injuries that you've made weak or you've made sore that can acutely flare up again. So if you have an off season and your tendonitis is feeling better, great. That's because you're in your off season. So make sure you're still doing your exercising and remembering what your PT told you when you're going back into dancing and continue to incorporate that into your busy time physically. Okay. That is helpful. And I think if you're listening to this, there's a lot of good advice. I didn't even know about these outpatient physical therapy centers. Thing going. I'm just All going, kinds of tidbits. I know. Seriously, <laughs> I think when everyone gets hurt, they go straight to their doctor. Yeah. It to be a little bit of a protracted process. I think there's a lot more conservative measures than people realize that we can take and even evaluate you before you even have to go into a doctor. We're trained really to look at you and say, okay, you need to further go get medical attention. Or actually, no, you don't need any more. We can just see you ourselves. Yeah. What injuries are 
you mentioned tendonitis. What injuries are fixable versus reversible, right? And yeah, what what what's the breakdown of that? Yeah. So when something that is fixable doesn't necessarily mean that it's cured. So again, if we have the tendonitis, you get a tendonitis band and you start dancing better, but then you have a couple days off and then you go for a run and it hurts again. It's not like, oh, okay, shoot, I did something wrong by running and now I won't be able to dance anymore. It's just that these things have acute flare-ups and you have to be really mindful of babying them while they're in their flare-ups. And then when you're in your off-season, just remember that you're continuing to strengthen and stretch and do all those good things for it. Things that can be you know, made better, like shin splints. Yeah, they can be made better. I haven't got shin splints since I danced. If I danced again, yeah, they'd probably come back. (laughs) But like, I can work out comfortably weekly and all of that. And it's not that bad. But if I go back to that intense activity on a cement ground, yeah, I will feel that for sure. Yeah, it seems very much that when folks get tendonitis, and when they actually start dealing with recovering and reoccurring injuries, you need to put 110% into how you treat that and how you dance versus just how you dance. Yeah. You've given a lot of good advice. I want to get back into dancing Mm -hmm. and I want to go out and dance now. What are the five things you think everyone should keep on their mind so that they practice both with great health, but also practice and do the best job possible to get ready to give a killer performance? Yeah. So first your breath. Your breath matters so much. And a lot of people, we get nervous before we go dance. We get out of breath because we are winded. But if you focus on in your nose, out your mouth, just constantly breathing like that, you're going to give yourself so much more air and ability to keep going. Yeah. Smell the roses, blow out the birthday cakes. Is that how you actually think about it? That's what I tell my patients to do. Or sometimes I like to say, smell your birthday cake and blow out the candles. (laughs) They really like that one. (laughs) So your breath, your nutrition. Obviously, if you're eating like shit, you're going to... Am I allowed to swear? You can swear. Okay. So if you're eating like shit, if you're sleeping like shit, if you're not taking care of yourself physically and mentally, nothing's going to come out the way you want it. So you need to prioritize your nutrition, your hydration, your mental health, all of those are important. Then you need to focus on not just cardio. A lot of people think dance is all just cardio, but strengthening your muscles helps with its endurance. So work on strengthening, work on stretching, go to the gym, push yourself, go to the gym and do three sets of 10 of any lifting once or twice a week for 20 minutes. That's going to help you more than you know. Um, breath, nutrition, strengthening, stretching. Again, I don't know how much I have to say it. Stretch or die. And then five, I would say just make sure you're happy while you're doing it. You're not going to be enjoy. If you're mentally not happy in there, then you're not going to want to do your best. Honestly, dance is such a physical and mental thing. If I'm not in it, I'm not going to be mentally thinking about my posture. I'm not going to be mentally thinking about how do I land this jump? I'm not going to be mentally thinking, how can I keep my endurance for this whole set? Focus on your posture. Focus on those things that make you excited and then go get it. If you had a choice now, would you dance, dancing on stage is barefoot, would you dance barefoot or would you dance with shoes? 
If I were practicing, I would dance with shoes. If I were um, competing, obviously shoes off. But keeping shoes on, that is such a big help anyways. Because one, the weight of your shoes, when you are dancing, I know you do this, you dance in ankle weights sometimes because then when I you... I did, I did you dance. You did. Well, you did, yeah. <laughs> Has been. He did dance with ankle weights on because then it would help his endurance and form really because he would be able to get lower. He would be able to bring his legs up higher because the weight of those ankle weights weren't on there. Same concept as a shoe. It might be a quarter of a pound, but it's more weight than when you're dancing barefoot. So that's a huge thing too. And also just protect your legs. Wear your shoes. Don't get blood blisters. It'll be better. You'll be happier. People are starting to compete again, and it's been a year and a half of sitting and not being active, and now we're all of a sudden seeing competitions prop up. Yeah. So this might be a good time to see a physical therapist. Would you even recommend seeing a physical therapist? Before you need corrective action, is there like something you can do more preventatively? Or Yeah, I think therapy is great preventative measure. I think especially therapists see a ton of athletes, and Bhangra is a dance, and dance is something athletic. When I was in grad school, I had a physical therapist for the Pittsburgh Ballet come in and talk to us. So all these ballets, all these Broadway shows, all of these tracks that have dance, they all have physical therapists in their companies. The Broadway shows have physical therapists in their companies. So it should be no different to Bhangra where even if <clears throat> you don't have the injury right now, we yeah. are skilled enough to give you a full evaluation and tell you if this is something you want to do and you feel like you're not able to get low enough, we can help you right. work on whatever muscle is not strong enough or lengthened enough for you to do that. So there's also great preventative measures we can help you guys take as well. Awesome. Hey. Karina, thank you for being the first face-to-face guest in the podcast. I'm sure we'll be talking more. What a great face for you to start with. I know, seriously. It's a good thing we're not recording right now. Um, Damn it. (laughs) We're not, well, I mean, we're recording the podcast, but we're not recording. That was a good one. No, we're not not recording visually. But, you know, we will definitely. I apologize to all of you for that. Yeah. I know it's uh, it's sadness, but they don't want me to be blinded when they're by my beauty. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. We will be partnering with you to talk a little bit more about the exercises and yes. preventative measures that you can take. So stay tuned for that. We'll definitely be putting that up on YouTube. But in the meantime, thank you, Karina, for making the trek. I don't know what ninety blocks down, ninety streets down. Yeah, about. I had a great little time reading my book, so it was all worth the journey. Thank you, and for everyone listening out there, stay healthy, stay safe. Yeet, yeet. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Bungarda Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please help us out by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser, as that really helps others find the podcast. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all of them at The Bungarda Pod. If you want to know what else is going on in the podcast world, sign up for a newsletter and join our Discord server to get exclusive content you won't get anywhere else. There will be links to all of those in the show notes.